Welcome to season four of the Jesus Joy and Java podcast. I am your host, Patty Nava. In this season, we will be learning about the promises of God. There are many promises in the Bible. Do you have a promise of God that you hold on to? I invite you to draw closer to God in the next few weeks as we learn about God's character and how this reassures us that He is faithful to keep His promises for those of us who believe in Him. Welcome to part 10 of the Promises of God. This is the final episode in this series. In today's episode, we will be learning about the promise found in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As I've mentioned before, if we really want to know what a Bible verse or a passage means, we must read it in context. We cannot ignore or leave out any of the verses before it or after it because it takes away from its original intent. This verse in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is one of the most well-known Bible verses, but sadly, it is often misused. Philippians 4.13 comes just a few verses after the promise we learned about in last week's episode. That was Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So let's take a look at what it says in verses 8 through 12 to get the context for today's verse. Philippians 4, 8 through 12 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which you learned, and received, and heard, and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. Here in these verses, Paul is reminding the Philippians to keep their focus on God and draw closer to God and to put their focus on the things that are pleasing to God. 
This is a great reminder for us today too, as we live in a world that is constantly bombarding us with negative messages, inappropriate images, and secular views that are not aligned to our biblical views. When we don't keep our focus on God, as a Christ follower, we can begin to backslide into the secular culture. But when we reject those ideas which pull us away from God, we can draw closer to God. In verse 13, Paul tells us that all of this is possible through the strength that we receive from Christ. By thinking about whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy, God will give us the strength to address any issue in any area of our life. In these verses, Paul is also encouraging the Philippians to be ready to help one another, just as they helped him when he was with them. Just before Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength, he recounts some of the different circumstances he's found himself in. He's been hungry, he's been well-fed, He's been in need and he's been well off, and he's learned to be content no matter what his circumstances are. He is referring to his experiences and hardships while in ministry. He had both abundance and need. We know that he faced a lot of persecution while serving the Lord, and those experiences taught him to choose contentment over worry, fear, and anxiety. If you're reading the New International Version, in verse 13 you will notice that it says, I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. When we read the word this instead of things, it's a lot more clear that the passage is referring to specific things, all the things Paul has been talking about. It's not saying that he can do all things or anything. As it says in the New King James Version, I can do all things, which in context refers to Paul's ministry that God has given him. He knows he can endure, persevere, share the gospel, and be content in all situations. Not on his own strength, though, but through Christ who strengthens him. Earlier I said this verse is misused because many people interpret all things as anything, not all the things Paul has been talking about in verses 8 through 12. It's not a blanket endorsement that God will support anything we set out to do and empower us to do whatever impossible things we can imagine. It's an assurance that we can do whatever God calls us to do not whatever we decide to do. Paul is not giving the stamp of approval on whatever goals that we might have set for ourselves, whether professional, personal, or physical. This verse is an encouragement that God can give you the strength to be content no matter what. Sisters, be very careful because those name it and claim it Churches or the prosperity gospel preachers use this verse, Philippians 13, out of context all the time. 
Wow, I don't know about you, but when I read any of the books written by Paul, I feel so encouraged. I've said it a few times before, Paul is my favorite apostle. His transformation was remarkable, and the hardships that he endured for the Lord gave him the assurance that anything was possible because it was Christ who gave him the strength to go out there and do what he called him to do. In other words, Paul is acknowledging that he cannot do it on his own strength. Although he was writing from a Roman prison at the time, he was able to demonstrate that the joy of the Lord was his strength and that no matter what difficult circumstances he had to face, he was content and had a peace that could only come from God. Prior to accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I was reading a lot of self-help books and I was learning ways in which I could increase my self-esteem. I even paid thousands of dollars to spend days in the mountains trying to find myself. Yes, prior to accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I had a serious eye problem. <laughs> I'm not talking about my eyesight. My eyesight was perfectly fine. It was my ego that was my problem. It was all about me, myself, and I, because I was always very independent. Since the age of 17, I moved 400 miles away to go to college, and I never depended on anyone. So I became very proud, and I thought that everything I did, all of the accomplishments in my life, were because of me. I always looked out for me first, and everything revolved around me. My influence came from worldly TV shows such as Oprah and Dr. Phil. Wow, was I deceived. It's hard to even watch television these days because everything on TV, including the commercials, are so immoral and contrary to what God's Word teaches us. Oh, and don't even get me started on the music of today. Seriously, every time I hear that song, I Can Love Me Better by Miley Cyrus, it really saddens me to think that my nieces are listening to these lyrics. I'm going to read these lyrics to you, okay? Here we go. I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, say things you don't understand. I can take myself dancing, and I can hold my own hand. Yeah, I can love me better than you can. Can love me better. I can love me better. I can love me better. I can love me better. Okay, <laughs> just in these few lines, these few lyrics, the words me, myself, and I appeared a total of 16 times. Yeah, it looks like Miley Cyrus has an eye problem too. <laughs> well, let's get back to my eye problem. <laughs> it was not until I hit rock bottom when I was flat on my face drunk and depressed, that I realized that I had no control over my life, or my plans, or my goals. Nothing was turning out the way I expected it. It was then that I finally surrendered and realized that it was not about me at all. 
When I accepted Christ, I understood the meaning of John 3.30. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. I learned how to put off my old self, how to put off the things of this world, and put my focus only on things that are true, things that are noble, things that are just, pure, lovely, and of good report, as Paul says in Philippians 4.8. Control is the hardest thing to give up, right? And it can be very scary because without control, we can feel completely vulnerable. But as Christ followers, we need to fully trust and believe that there is no need to worry. God is already in control. We need to recognize His authority and move over and just let Him take the wheel. Because as we've learned in this series about God's promises, He is omnipotent, He is omnipresent, and He is omniscient. Before we end, I want to leave you with a few other verses which will encourage you to be victorious in all that God has called you to do. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 1 John 4.4 says, Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 40.31 says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And in 1 Peter 5.7, it says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Thank you for joining me today. I pray that you turn to Jesus for the strength to be content in all your circumstances and still have that joy and that peace that surpasses all understanding and believe in God's promises so that you can do all the things that God calls you to do through His strength. Sweet sisters, whenever you doubt God's plan for your life, just remember His promises. There are hundreds of promises in the Bible. In this 10-week series, we were able to learn about the following promises. He promises to give us eternal life. He promises to guide us. He promises to give us the desires of our heart. He promises to never leave us. He promises to protect us. He promises to provide our needs. He promises to answer our prayers. He promises to give us hope. He promises to give us peace. And as we learn today, He promises to give us strength. I hope you will go back and listen to any of the episodes which you might have missed. And perhaps in the future, I may do another series on a few more promises. 
Next Monday begins our new series on the women of the Bible. It's going to be an exciting series, and I hope that you will join me. I am so excited to share with you that I have partnered up with my sweet sister in Christ, Carissa Trecker, at Mary and Martha, a Dayspring company. Her mission is to bring eternal hope and encouragement to every home and to build up women in faith and in business. At Mary and Martha, you will find items for your heart, your home, your table, and your kids. I especially love their books, two that I strongly recommend for this journey as we learn about God's promises are A Heart of God by Elizabeth Elliot and 60 Promises to Pray Over Your Children. I have included the links for these books in the show notes and at the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. I also recommend that you join Carissa's Mary and Martha Facebook group, where she provides daily encouragement and she shares about the amazing items you can find in the Mary and Martha catalog. You can find the link to her Facebook group in the show notes and also at the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page. If today's episode has inspired you to grow closer to God through His Word, please share this podcast with a sister friend. Your sharing and caring has allowed the Jesus Joy and Java podcast to rank in the top 30% of the most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. Please continue to help me get God's Word to more women all over the world. And don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All of the links are in the show notes. May our lives always be filled with more Jesus, more joy, and more Java. See you next week.